personal development, mindset, finance, fitness, and health. Humble but hungry. Welcome to another episode of The Humble Podcast, hosted by Ben Humble. Welcome back to the show. Okay. All right, let's get going here right away. My brother, Mr. Chris Root, is on the show here with me today. If you guys don't know Chris, he was actually my personal mentor a few years ago, and Chris really helped me grow in real estate and personal development mindset, and I'm really honored to have him on my show. Uh, Chris, is uh, he was a 10X a platinum gold sponsor or platinum sponsor uh, for Grant Cardone, and the dude is, dude is a beast. Uh, so happy to have him here. American real estate investor down from Louisiana. I don't know if that's how you say it, but Louisiana, uh, New Orleans area. And the dude, the dude is a beast in personal development, real estate portfolio, and around 20 million bucks. So I'm so happy to have my brother here. I got a real life picture of Chris. Is, is this it right here, Vinny? Bring it up. Is that, is that the picture? Oh, oh, ah, it's Rudebo. Because <laughs> my boy is gun fanatic. <laughs> He's already laughing behind the scenes. By the way, I got something special for you, my brother, Chris. You understand what I'm saying? I pulled some samples for you, man. Oh, man, here we go. People don't know uh, about Chris. Chris is uh, Chris is very uh, prepared for the end of the world. The dude is a typical American with 16.7 guns for every 2.3 children. That's how it goes. <laughs> but uh, I love chatting with Chris because we always have so much perspective and such a good conversation together. So I'm excited to have you on here, man. I want to talk about right out, right off the bat here in this segment. How is this market similar and different from the 2008 market crash? Because I think if we gain a little bit of perspective on what's going on here, my brother. Uh, we can probably have some insight about what we could be doing coming out of this market. Would you agree? So Absolutely. let's talk about this, dude. Give, give us your breakdown. Maybe give us a little rundown. 2008 compared to now. What are the big differences and similarities, dude? So, you know, I've been through two market crashes, by the way, 2008, 2014. 2008 was a housing crisis. Um, mm. It was um, dynamic in a sense. It did overlap into the, you know, the the car market, you know, the the you know, the automobile market got hosed to a lot of other people got hosed, but it was more industry specific to real estate. Right. So that had long term ramifications for people that were in real estate. However, it was industry specific to that for the most part. Right. A lot of people and the stock market did drop dramatically. OK. 2014 was oil gas crisis. We had a crash. Oil went from one hundred and twenty eight dollars a barrel to twenty eight dollars a barrel. That, that was oil specific. 2020 is something that nobody has ever experienced. It's the end of the world, right? This, this, this is not, I mean, this is going to affect every industry, right? Okay, so let's give some perspective over this uh, piece here. Let me read this out real quick. So the stock market crash of 2008 occurred in September 29th. The Dow Jones Industrial fell 777 points uh, in intraday trading. Um, until the stock market crash of 2020, it was the largest single point drop in history, which is interesting. But what you're saying to me, Chris, is that uh, the market was really crashing because of the bank bailout bill, right? Part of that was rejected. And a lot of people were overextended in their house, their mortgage. And as a result of the heart of the housing crash, people overextended in credit lines. That's what tanked that economy. How is this one different from that one though, my brother? Because you're in Louisiana, you're in an oil dependent area, Right. So talk about yep. that, dude. Bring, bring it in. Give us some perspective. Well, you talking about how it's how this is different than that? Yeah, one? because it, it dropped so significantly and quickly back then, but it was different indicators. How does this feel the same, and how does this feel different, though, in your opinion? It feels the same in a sense that, um, well, I don't know. It, no, this I, I don't want to say. I, I don't think it feels the same. Don't hold it back it, now. Don't hold it back. It, Tell it, the truth. 
feels freaking crazy different. Put it that way, because okay. everybody is getting shut down. Like when the oil crashed in 2014, restaurants and bars weren't shut down. When mm, the, that's in a big difference. When the real estate dropped in 2008, you know, all food didn't crash and, and bars and restaurants didn't crash. They all stayed open. You could still go to the grocery store. I'm over here in the beach in Destin, Florida. I can't even go to the beach anymore. It's all shut down until April. You understand what I'm saying? So, so what I'm saying is you, you can't even go out right now. So that's what it, do, do you agree that it just feels worse because of certain restrictions that are in place? So even though the economic events may or may not be different, because I I don't want to exaggerate folks. I'm not a doomsday necessarily uh, person here, but I understand that there are, Things that get exaggerated in the media. So if you guys are getting only your information from a source, uh, from your media and your Fox News, I'm sorry, but you're probably driving and building into this pandemonium more than it needs to be because you're. I'm more scared about the economic events because of people's fear than I am of the actual virus. I don't know. Um, maybe I'm wrong on this piece here, folks. But so, Chris, in your area right now, you can't go out and necessarily buy groceries. So do you think that is? Do you think I'm exaggerating, or do you think it's really that much worse? Share your honest opinion. Well, we can still go outside right now. I mean, we're not in California. California is on lockdown. So I'm in, La- uh, no, I'm actually in Destin, Florida right now. I'm from like, okay. we, they're slowly just tipping the scale of shutting down everything. It's getting slowly, but surely like all the restaurants are getting closed at eight o'clock. Mm. Um, I just got back from the bank. Everybody's like looking at each other, like freaking out. Like, don't touch me. Don't look at me. Everybody's pulling out cash. I just, you know, it, it's just, it's pandemonium right now. We came to Canada in 1991 with nothing but a will to thrive. They risked everything they had, left behind everyone they knew. The only way out of the country was illegal, and the risk was huge. I adopted the mindset that my parents had of faith and vision for my life. You see, they helped me understand that you get to decide what happens in this world. By the age of 30, I became a millionaire. I refused to accept scarcity, limiting beliefs, or someone else's excuses. So you want to know what the secret is? People ask me all the time, what's the secret? You want to know what it's going to take for you to succeed? Here's the truth. I don't know, right? I don't know anybody that has corona. I'm not saying it's not real. It's definitely real, but mm-hmm. I have not yet met somebody that has corona, but yet we're shutting down the whole world and we're going to literally cripple millions and upon millions of entrepreneurs and business owners and people. I, I had to lay off seven people yesterday in, in a business we just started. And two or three of the people we laid off, their wives just got laid off. So not, And they have kids, mm-hmm. right? So this is just, this is the next level depression i i mean we're, we're going to go into a serious depression this is like this is universally going to collapse every industry because it's not just industry specific this time hmm. and i don't think you're being a conspiracy theorist dude i think you're speaking real life talk because we keep talking about the show the sentimental analysis the sentiment is is the greatest driver so if people feel like it's the end of the world it'll be a self-fulfilling prophecy it will become the end of the world it's all really about what we feel about it. So if we're going to reflect it back to 2008 crash, right? There was a housing slowdown that you see. Lehman Brothers declared bankruptcy, which a whole bunch of jobs were lost in that process, right? Then was introduced Obama's economic stimulus plan. A stock market fully recovers. 
right? So like folks, yes, the markets do go up and down, but to the degree to which they fall, sometimes also degree to which they rise and swing back to the upside. I have this kindling, this thought in the back of my mind that somewhere, somehow, um, this thing crashed so quickly in a week, it dropped so significantly, it might rebound. The, there's a high probability that it could rebound very quickly in terms of the stock market because we have to understand the stock market is controlled by people way beyond our, our, our apprehension. There are a small select few of people that control the Fed and that control the, the large, uh, large banking system. These people will make decisions beyond our control. Otherwise, like, how can you explain when a, when a stock is dropping 50% in three days? The value of that stock has not dropped because the intrinsic value component hasn't dropped. But so, on, but man, Chris, go ahead, talk about this, man. Jump in, Chris. That's not real. Come on. What's the the Federal Reserve, the the, the Federal the banking system, the Federal Reserve, the, what the you all mean? this. Cr- talk about it, though. You, you talk, you, are you saying that it's all a big farce? <laughs> talk about it, man. What do you mean? Let's, let's be real, guys. Like, there's there's a lot of manipulation on this planet in the money, funny money supply they got going on right now. They okay. print money out of thin air. It's backed by nothing. And it's massive manipulation, like Ben just said, in the stock market, right? What do you mean? What do you mean funny money? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean about funny money? Because people don't understand what this term is. You yeah. and I understand, but yeah. talk about it. So help us understand. Back in 1971, Richard Nixon took us off the gold standards and, and put us as a basically, he started making it to where money is backed by debt instead of backed by gold. So okay. that he can, he can print as much money as he wants, right? Mm-hmm. So with that said, it's, it becomes confetti. It's not even backed by anything but debt. But so, confidence. And, and I would and, say debt is con- backed by confidence, right? Confidence. So when, when the confidence leaves the marketplace, the debt load it just becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. But you're right, in 1971, Nixon took us off the stand. So prior to, tell people, man, you need to educate them. Prior to, prior. every dollar in the bank was what? Was backed by gold, right? You backed by a piece of gold. They couldn't just print. They didn't have a printing press back then. They just couldn't okay. print, right? So they, they, that's why they confiscated all the gold, you know, and they, and they basically said, hey, we have an unlimited supply of printing presses that we can just print money and say, hey, the tax, it's backed by the, the American taxpayer. And that's why we've had runaway inflation since 1971. That's why it took, what was it for? It took 50 years to get to where we're at now. That's why we have what going on 23000 $23 trillion worth of debt that can't be paid off because there's no- It'll never get paid off, right? It'll never get paid off. So never get paid. I think, we're at the, I think we're at the end of the economic cycle of what's about to happen, right? Okay. Because we have to, you know, Trump's about to print another trillion dollars to give to everybody. Like how long will people have, like you said, confidence in the dollar so let's go back to that. It's confidence in. So here's the crazy part to me, right? And if you guys watch this in the news and you watch this in the tickers, we'll pull this up in a second. But the biggest point of confidence is back in the USD, the US dollar, the greenback is where all the money goes. When the economy goes to crap, the US dollar rallies and rises because that's the safest, most confident economy out there. And I think a part of it trickles back to they've got the largest, most sophisticated military machine. So if stuff hits the world, the U.S. is prepared to deal with that stuff, I think, greater than a lot of other countries and economies. So as a result, when things go sour, the U.S. just goes, I'm going to print more money. I'm not saying it's bad or good or whatever. It's just the reality. Here's the crazy part, guys. Talk about it. Come on. They print money out of thin air that's backed by nothing, and then they charge us interest on it. 
So, so, so that's when it, that's when the introduction of fractional reserve banking happened, right? Is yeah. when they took us off that gold standard. Now the banks can go, okay, Mister Rude, uh, I'm going to take a dollar of your money in reserves, and as a result, I'm going to lend out ten dollars. So I'm going to pay you two cents or two percent on your dollar, and I'm going to go ahead and charge eighteen cents on this credit card or eighteen percent on this credit card for every ten dollars. So they're exponentially increasing the money supply based on what's in that fractional reserve. Now that's just on the banking level, but what we're talking about is that the Fed has the ability to just go. We need a trillion bucks. Print, print, print. Can you imagine if you counterfeited and print your own money? What would that look like in our economy? But, huh? but somehow it's called being a criminal and it would be called counterfeiting. But yet for some reason, our, the, the Federal Reserve gets away with it and charges us for it. And they make money off of printed nothingness. So I, I don't, is, it, is it organized crime? I don't know. Am, am I? Am I is, it, is it possible for me to print money and actually buy Tim Hortons in a like, never-ending supply? If you want like how is she going? If I can print those, uh, you know, our, our money's harder, I think, to replicate because it's different colors and we're running out of ink over here. All you got to do is watch, is read the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, right? The it's Creature from Jekyll Island. Creature from Jekyll Island explains basically when, and is it 1910 or 1913, basically what happened was they, uh, they a group of guys like Warburgs, the Rothschilds and all these mm-hmm. guys these big banksters came in and talked to the politicians and basically convinced the politicians to hand over the money supply and the control of money to these banks. And they called it the federal reserve and there's nothing federal about it. It's a privately owned bank by a group of families that are pretty much trillionaires Mm -hmm. that you'll never find out about. And they print money out of thin air charge its interest and get real back real money out of printed fake money and basically keep us in forever debt. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's modern, it's modern day sure slavery in a way. Think, uh, like, like at some level, guys, we understand, even if we don't want to buy yeah. into this narrative, that you just don't know what you don't know, right? So you don't know that it's not true, just like you don't know that it is true. But the reality is at some point, somebody had to create this, this system, the economic system that we're in today, right? And somebody had to control it. Somebody had to be able to build it. So we got one of our buddies, Chris Noggle, in the comments. He's like, dude, he's dropping all kinds of stuff. And here, easy now, easy now. This is a politically correct show in an impolitically correct world. But I get what you're saying. Um, Like, yes, somebody does control this money supply. Like, I come from communism, so everything was controlled, right? Everything from housing supply to the supply of resources. My father was born in a small village where they used to have sheep, uh, horses, and uh, what happened was that the the Communist Party came in and said, okay, you have a cow? Well, you don't need a cow and a horse. In fact, we'll take the horse and leave you the cow. He says, yeah, but the cow's job is to produce milk. He says, yeah, but the cow can also be used to do whatever the horse's activity does. So now the cow is carrying stuff from village to village, right? Putting stress and strain on the cow. Eventually the cow gets sick and can't produce milk. And now all of a sudden now they're, they're left without milk. So folks, at some level, you have to understand that it's bigger than you. The question on this show is what are we doing about it? And how can we tie it back to our personal lives? Let me jump over to this real quick, the chart. 2008 crisis. Here we go. We lost uh, 56% of the market dropped within, is this within 517 days, guys? Is that right? Boom. 517 days. That's pretty crazy. You drop half the value, but we got to recognize that the value in the economy, and we talked about stocks before, the value in the stock market isn't intrinsic, folks. It's extrinsic, right, Chris? Dude, it's confidence. For a stock to be trading at 10 times what it actually produces or 20 or 30 or 50 or 500 times its earnings in the case of Netflix, it's all about confidence that it will produce more and more revenue. Am I right, dude? It's almost yeah. like you're betting on us printing more and more money in the future. 
it doesn't make any sense, guys. It, what last week the Dow went from twenty-five or twenty-six all the way down to twenty. Two trillion dollars evaporated in thin air. How does that happen? Like, it, 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 where did it go, dude? It, what? Here's the thing: it was not put on the back of a flatbed and driven out of here. In oh. fact, they can't because the borders are closed. They got nowhere to go. Uh, my point is that you're right, dude. It's all artificial. And once we understand that that money is artificial, now we start understanding the rules about money. You see, too many people are playing the wrong game, folks. And this is what I'm trying to help you understand is that you're trying to go out and earn money, whereas savvy, smart investors are not earning anything. They are creating it out of thin air by utilizing the skills. Dude, I love your slogan. Skills get the deals, right? You understand what I'm saying? Skills get the you deals. You understand what I'm saying? What that basically says is the dude understands that he is creating because he's got a skill set. He can put two and two together and you're in the real estate field. Chris can go out and spend 20 minutes and make $10,000 appear out of thin air through a wholesaling transaction. So us as real estate investors, we got to make a conscious decision here. Are we going to keep trying to earn money like our parents used to do in the industrial age? Or are we going to recognize that we live in the information age? And as a result, we cannot earn it. We've got to create it. Chris, what's your take on this, bro? Are we creating money? You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I got I know you're from South Louisiana and you got all these things. So I just I, I thought I made some really special stuff here just for you today. Hey, what happened? That dang old truth, man. That's kind of <laughs> what you sound like sometimes. Well, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see, guys. Listen, we live in a world of smoke and mirrors. Smoke we, and mirrors. We we live in a world of manipulation. Hmm. You know, there's a I hate to say this, and you probably think I'm a, I'm a con conspiracy theorist, tin hat wearing fool right now, but listen. We there, there's a shadow government that's that's basically controlling things behind the scenes. What you think is real is not that real, you know. Mm -hmm. And I and I and I, I've never talked like this on podcasts because it's always real estate related. But now it's time. Like the, the world's waking up. We're going through a, a huge crisis, and it's there's a reason why this is a there's a control. This is a controlled, planned crisis. Yeah. To basically, steal money, right? Yeah, and well steal wealth from the from the middle class. And it, this ain't a podcast, bro. Like and if this show goes down, you know, somebody's hand was over it because we got free speech in this country. By the way, when I come from a country that didn't have free speech, this is why I never want to take it for granted. It's a massive privilege. And I'm very thankful to have access to be able to do this with you folks, because I believe it's important to have conversations and no, we're not here to create any kind of additional anxiety or whatever, but folks, we got to get educated. Otherwise you're going to be sitting here watching your bank account explode, watching your financials explode. And you're going to be sitting here wondering like, what, did I miss the boat? You know, Chris, you know there's an 80-20 rule in life, my brother. And 20% yep. of the investors right now are going to do all the deals. The other 80% are going to be sitting on the fence, afraid. They never get any mentorship. They never join a mastermind group. They never get educated, so they just get stuck behind the scenes. And then they sound like hey, this what guy. what happened? That truth, man. Everybody's out gossiping and talking about stuff instead of getting actual counsel from people like you who understand. Because you've been through it. So you've experienced the markets. So as a result, you can speak confidently to the market, right? Like it's wisdom because you've gone through this. Now, now you have the discernment to be able to utilize it. And that's what I like about this conversation right now. It does not sound like this. Tell you what happened, that dang old truth, man. <laughs> you ain't got nothing to say right now. <laughs> but by the way, if you guys are interested in real estate investing and you are in Canada, I wrote a book here called Real Estate Secrets Exposed. Learn how to actually make money virtually, which is cool, from the comfort of your home. Yes, it is possible if you understand the value and how to do wholesaling. And if you don't anything about wholesaling, you need to grab this book. It's absolutely free. There's no page numbers. There's nothing else in there. It's just ready to go, though. Humble.ceo to grab your free copy. Let's, let's move on to the next segment. We got a lot of stuff to cover here today. So, Chris, let's get back to the comparison here. Dude, this is going to be a cool chart. Um, okay, 
So back, like I mentioned, 2008, it dropped uh, 56% in, in 517 days. It has dropped 20% in 20 days. That's a big move, dude. dude that is that- a big downside move. So in a way, right? In a way, it is. At least from the financial perspective. So we're going to talk about how we can do this where, you know, it doesn't necessarily affect us. But, dude, what's your take on this? It's huge, right? Yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's nasty. It's bloody. You know, do I like it? No. But if you can't, you know, how, how they say, if you can't uh, beat them, join them, right? And and you just have to learn to play the game right. Like, there's going to be a lot of massive, massive amounts of money being shifted. And you just have to know where to be and, and catch some of that money, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why... You so what you're saying is you can catch some money, though. I mean, if, if we're talking realistic, like my boy Grant Cardone is going to say, you know, some, someone's got my money. Who's got my money? Right. Yeah. I think right now there's a lot of people with money and they're scared to use it. So somebody's got your money right now. Somebody's got a deal. Somebody has access to capital. Let's talk yeah. about proactively, dude. What, what are you doing as an investor right now? Yeah. Are you we're, raising money? We're, we're are you double, looking for deals? We're, so we're doubling down on online marketing because everybody's home. Boom. Um, okay. Yeah. So one thing we're doing and we're raising we're looking to raise private capital so should everybody be raising private capital absolutely. everybody okay absolutely if you try to do deals on your own you can run out of money quick I, re- I learned that the hard way you can't you 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 can only do so many deals on your own so if you're saying that you're using your own money and you're trying to earn your way into financial independence it probably won't work as fast i'd say so yeah okay so you're saying you got to create money you, you've got to, yeah, you've got to, you've got to play the game that the big players are playing. Like, you know, as much as we're, sorry, keep going. As much, as much as I hate to say it, you know, you know, we're going to play the same game that the financial institutions are playing mm-hmm. by, by capturing equity on, on the downside. Right. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to play the same game as them. Now, did I, is it ethical? Is it immoral? No, I didn't cause this. I didn't create this. I'm going to, I'm going to create a lot of uh, situations where I help a lot of families. Right. And I'm helping yeah. a lot of people maybe over leverage. Right. I didn't cause this, this depression, but I'm going to help ease the pain and I'm going to benefit from it. So and let's I, talk about that. Cause that's an important subject and all joking aside here, let's get serious for a moment. Somebody in your life has to be the responsible steward of what's going on. Somebody yeah. in your family has got to take, stand up and say, you know what? I, I'm going to take care of this. So financially, emotionally, spiritually, you got to lead your family. I think in a time like this, you know, true leaders are going to be the ones that that are going to pick up the pace, take accountability for everything around them, even what they didn't cause or create. So I love what Chris is saying because Chris is like, you know what? I didn't create this, but I'm going to be in control of where I need to go with this, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it's so important that right now in this moment we become really mature with our conversations. We can't participate in the pandemonia. We can't participate in the nonsense and the egos. And you don't have time to be proud. You got to remain humble and just help serve your family, the community and people around you. That I think is what makes, you know, a person uh, who they are is, is being willing to step up. And that's how we gauge somebody's character. In my opinion, is their willingness to take responsibility for things they did not create. Chris, I, I believe you're one of these people, but how, how does somebody become this way, dude? How does somebody you know, take responsibility and, and is it, is it up to everybody to think this way or who, who is called with this 
you, kind you of thought-provoking conviction. You got to skill up. You got to understand the way things work and the way things operate and develop a skill. My particular skill is being a you know professional real estate investor and knowing how to make money on the upside, make money on the downside and make money in between. I made a lot of money in the past five years, wholesaling and flipping. And I'm going to, I plan on making a lot of money on this downside, right? Mm. You have that mindset. You can, you can weather this, right? You, but you, you have to understand like, this is the biggest opportunity in probably the past, you know, since 2008 to make a boatload of money, especially right. in the real estate piece. If you play your cards right, like everything's going to be coming on the downswing. This is when you go all in. I know it takes courage to do that. And it takes a lot of, uh, you know, just brute overall strength because your, your mind's going to tell you, like, I'm scared. I don't want to do this. Like every, everything's crashing around me. But if you go and play this right and you buy up everything when it's at the bottom, 10 years from now, you're going to put yourself in a situation for generational wealth. Brother, it's it's right to be bold right now, right? A lot of people are scared and anxious and Warren Buffett's always got that quote that I come back to. When others are fearful, you need to become greedy. And when others are greedy, you need to become fearful. You see, up until a couple of weeks ago, the Canadian real estate market was on fire, especially here in Southwestern Ontario. People are jumping into bidding wars. They're paying top dollar. They're It's like they lost their minds, man. They're buying all this stuff. Now, within a week, people are running away from real estate. You see, I think if Warren stepped in the picture, good old Uncle Warren, he would say, I don't know what he sounds like. Let's just, you should buy real estate now. I'm just going to do it. Just do it. That's what he sounds do like. Do it. Just do it. Probably a little bit more aggressive. Do it. Maybe like this. Just do it. Anyways, what I'm just saying is, do it. okay, that's enough, Warren. Warren's going to tell you to get involved and buy real estate, right? He's going to tell you to jump in after, you know, actually after the 2008 dude, didn't he jump in and buy massive portfolios of single family homes? Yep, he did. Okay. And sure. I remember when he said that the single family home is the best investment you can make right now. I remember that because it always stuck in my head because I was buying real estate at the time and I was like, I'm on the right track. If uncle Warren is saying, do it. just do it. Would you agree? So are, are you going to be buying right now? Or are you going to be waiting for some kind of pullback or indicator? Where do people jump in, which is a question that, that people want to know is, how do I get involved? Uh, Jimmy says, how do I get involved in real estate right now if I've got a little bit of money on the sidelines, but I'm not necessarily confident and able to do the deal? Dude, learn how to go use direct-to-seller marketing. Direct-to-seller? Okay, you're talking wholesaling, right? Wholesaling, wholesaling direct-to-seller marketing. Learn how to be a professional marketer. That's what I teach. Okay. As the deal, as the, the deals are going to start falling down, mm-hmm. what you're going to do is cast a net, and you're going to better catch all those deals before they go to the bank. And you're going to actually be helping all these homeowners because you're going to be saving them from foreclosure, mm-hmm. saving them from all these, you know, these things are going to, they're going to ruin, you know, saving them from ruining their credit, and you're going to get a sweet deal, right? So go learn how to get these deals. The deals, look, if, if the bank gets a hold of it, it gets thrown in front of hundreds upon hundreds of other investors, right? Yeah, and the it becomes a great deal. Yep. And I'd go direct to sell and become the source of the deal. Okay. So look at that. that. That's that's a shameless plug right there if I ever heard one. Chris's book here, folks, The Source of the Deal. I want you to grab this book because, guys, full disclosure, Chris Chris was my mentor and still is my, my very, very good friend. We have the deepest conversations. He was my mentor for a six-month period. I actually hired Chris as a mentor, and he really helped me level up my mindset, my activity. In fact, the reason I'm doing this show is because I decided to step out of obscurity and get involved. So, uh, head over to my my boys page. I know I'm just dropping this. Uh, ChrisRude.com. I think they can grab a copy of this book. But to yeah. talk wholesaling, and I don't want to get too far on this because we'll save this for another segment. But wholesaling is basically the art of finding off market deals before they hit the MLS, before they go to a realtor, 
right? And you can you can walk in there and you can cut out the middlemen, right? Yeah. It's like you're buying produce directly from the supplier. You're cutting out Costco. Yeah. And that's wholesaling, right? So you're able to get a deeper discount on your real estate, which means you're able to mitigate the downside risk even more because you're getting it for less than everybody else around you. Yeah. I mean, it's like you have to compare it to like a dealership. Let's just take Ford, a Ford dealership. Who makes more money? You think that you think the Ford dealership makes more money or the Ford manufacturers? Tell them the answer, bro. Dude, the Ford manufacturers. Make money. That's right. They're lucky if they make 500 bucks. Yeah. They make money on the rebates from the dealership because the, why? The, 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 the Ford dealer, the, the Ford manufacturers are the ones making all the money. That's why they're billion dollar companies, not, not the, the actual retail stores. And that's what you become as when you're wholesaling, you become like a Ford manufacturer, you become the source of the deal, right? And you control it. And from there, you can do whatever you want with it. You can wholesale it, you can flip it, you can keep it as a buying hole, and you're going to capture the most equity on that deal. Right. If I don't know how to wholesale, shit, if I don't learn how to wholesale in my early 20s, I'd be worth at least, at least four to five times more than what I'm worth now if I don't learn this method when I was younger. Sure. And it made you more articulate because without wholesaling, people wouldn't have that dang old truth, man. That's what I used to sound like straight up. No, but I mean, that's what people are buying on the MLS sound like right now. People wouldn't have that dang old truth, man. I've been telling people for the last couple of years, like, stop buying on the MLS because I learned this stuff, right? And I got educated. I, I spent money on a mentorship, right? Everybody's so afraid to buy mentorship. I'm like, listen, you're buying knowledge, it's like buying a textbook. You're trying to tell me that instead of buying a textbook, you're going to walk around hoping other people, like, other people are going to be missing pages from their textbook where they blow in the wind. You're picking up a whole bunch of random pages, putting them together, and you're making your own textbook. Like, how are you trying to learn for free? That makes no sense to me. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. So buy the education, buy the knowledge, buy somebody else's experience. And that's why I came to you. And honestly, dude, what I learned from you saved my business. And all truth and, and, and seriousness here, I had a business that we were having a hard time buying real estate because the market was drying up. There was more investors coming into the market. As a result, we couldn't find the deals anymore to keep our guys employed that were doing the renovation work. So I had to come to you and you told me, cut out the middleman. You understand what I'm saying? Cut out the middleman, go directly to seller, start marketing direct to seller. And I started buying deals instead of paying 80 cents on the dollar. I started getting them for 60, 65. So right now what happened was the people who were buying it three, four months ago, paying 95 cents on the dollar, folks, you might be sitting in a negative equity in the next season because you just overpaid. And there's nothing worse than overpaying. Trust me, I'm a Romanian gypsy. What? And I hate paying more than I have to. Okay. When I get a deal at the store, I'm like, okay. Okay. when my wife comes home and she's like, I bought milk for full price. I'm like, what? 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 Okay. The beautiful thing is once you start learning how to wholesale, you want to apply it across the board, right? Yeah. Like, I don't want to buy anything for retail anymore. Like, I don't, I, I cars, whatever, anything. I want, I want a deal. Well, hey, I appreciate having you on the show so much, man. I think you bring a lot of great perspective. Dude, this, is this a killer show or what, folks? This is a good show. This is a good show. So make sure you guys is, do me a solid. Great. Make sure y'all do me a solid Bye. and go grab my man's book, chrisrude.com. Get yourself some skills, get the deals. And my brother, Chris, hey, anything you want to leave people with regarding the economic collapse? I know you've got a lot of uh, insight into this stuff. Any advice you can give people who are panicking right now? Yeah, guys, listen, skill up. Like, there's going to be a lot of downtime right now. Like, invest all this time into in yourself. Like, if you're not at work, invest in learning a new skill. Like, if it's real estate, if it's, you know, there's so many service-based businesses you can learn right now. Go freaking go buy some lawnmowers and start cutting people's grass. The grass is still going to grow. You know, people's pools are still going to need to be clean. 
Um, you know, learn a trade that's not going to go away. People's cars are still going to need to be worked on. Plumbers are still going to be needed. Electricians are still going to be needed. Learn a new skill. Like if the job you're in right now is just terrible and you like lost it, get in some type of recession-proof business that is needed and wanted because all the non-necessity service-based business or products out there, like shit, if you're selling four-wheelers and boats right now, you're in a freaking bind, right? Mm-hmm. You know, get into something that needed and wanted. I'm in real estate. That's what I, that's the probably the, the most highly scalable, you know, that I do this in four states and six markets. I'm at my beach house in Destin, Florida. We, I'm doing deals as we speak. And I don't even look at the deals. Like my, my team looks at it. I mean, this is a scalable business. I recommend you doing, doing real estate. If you don't like real estate, maybe look at some of the things I just told you about. But if you are interested in real estate, go to chrisroot.com, book a call with us, and we'd love to help you. Boom. I love it. And for those of you guys that are like new to wholesaling, new to virtual trading, virtual options, virtual real estate, virtual world of investing, I want you to, I want to leave you with this thought. You have the direct ability to create your own wealth. And I don't want you to rely on other people, you know, uh, feeding you. You need to feed yourself. It's not time for us to go and earn it. It's time for us to go and create our own opportunities, whether that's through real estate, through other means. But there's an amazing emerging uh, opportunity happening right now in the real estate space. And for those of you that don't see it, it's time to level up a little bit. We'll talk about more and more what happens as the market kind of cools off. But if not in this direct quarter, definitely in the next quarter, you're going to see a lot of this fallout happen. You're going to see a lot of this trickle down economics that's going to affect, um, it's going to affect not only the equity market and, uh, but it's also going to start affecting the housing market as Uncle Jimmy doesn't have a job. So Uncle Jimmy can't pay the bills. Uncle Jimmy has used up all the free stimulus and Uncle Jimmy is stuck in a place where, hey, he's going to be motivated. He's got to sell his place and that's all it is. So Chris, thank you so much, man, for being on the show. So good to see you, man. Good luck down there, Lafayette. How much, dude, are you gunned up right now? You got a lot of guns, right? Like you like straight up. Oh, oh, my boy's doing the guns. Dude, you're doing some P90X over there or something, man. God bless you guys. Stay humble. Stay focused. Brought to you by nobody because nobody's paying me to do this show. So I just drink my Timmy's because I'm a true-blooded Canadian. Until next time, y'all. We'll see y'all. Be great. Stay humble. Keep rocking. What? 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 Hey, it's Ben Humble. Thanks for checking out the show. If you like what my guest is talking about and you're getting massive value from it, then scroll to the bottom, open up the description, and follow them on social media. Support them, connect with them. Just scroll down there, click the link, and let's roll. Stay humble. Make sure to subscribe to Ben on YouTube so you can stay up to date on everything humble. Featuring daily episodes of the Humble Podcast and weekly video content providing motivation, real estate strategies, and personal development for everyday life. Also, follow Ben on Facebook and Instagram for daily interactions. Check out Humble.ceo and download a chapter of Ben's new book, From Communism to Capitalism, absolutely free.